it's almost like signing up for foster care is like signing up for hardship. Yeah. It's signing up for challenges within your marriage, within your family. Mm-hmm. And so that's that's exactly why it's not something you should just think of and jump into. I'm not going to say that everyone needs to do it. So don't turn it off because you're thinking I'm going to guilt trip you. <laughs> that is not the goal. Here, Here's what I tell people because um, I think it, there's some misunderstanding. The first thing you should realize is what the goal of foster care is. Mm-hmm. Okay. The goal of foster care is twofold. One, obviously to take care of a child when he or she's in your home. The second goal is really that it's for unification. So you go into it with that mindset. It really is like hopefully short term that this yeah. can work out for the, the family. Welcome to the Stewardship Podcast, where we help you understand that stewardship is about more than just your finances. My name is Producer Daniel, and I'm here with Jake Norton. Advisor Jake. Advisor Jake. All of our first names are our job title, and our <laughs> last names are our first names. Uh, welcome to the podcast today, Jake. Thank you. Good to be here. Um, so today we're talking about fostering. Foster care. Great. Foster care. Um, because you have partaken in foster care. It's been a part of your life. Correct? Yeah, we, we partook in it. Um, probably, ah, oh, shoot, I should have thought this before. It's been a few years, but we did it, um, I think a total, maybe five years. Yeah. Off the cuff. I could be wrong. That's okay. I won't fact check you yeah. on this. Uh, regardless of how long, you do have experience. And mm-hmm. so that's why we brought you on today. Um, because a lot of people, a lot of people are considering or wondering, should I get into foster care and may not know how to get into it or if they should. Yeah. So we want to talk through that thought process. Yeah. That's a common thing. If, if we ever get on the topic of foster care, someone typically says, yeah, I've been thinking about it or I've been praying about it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, we can hopefully give some people some tips, maybe help them think through that. Yeah. Because I'm not going to say that everyone needs to do it. So don't turn it off because you're thinking I'm going to guilt trip you. <laughs> That's great. That is not the goal. Here, here's what I tell people because um, I think it, there's some misunderstanding. The first thing you should realize is what the goal of foster care is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Because a lot of people do have the goal of adopting. And you can adopt through the foster care system. Um, pe- people do that. But I say, well, you have to understand the, the, the goal of foster care is twofold. One obviously to take care of a child when he or she's in your home. Mm. Uh, so child's the, the, the goal there. Um, the second goal is really that it's reunification. So you go into it with that mindset. It's hard to go into it with the mindset of I want to adopt and this is the way I'm going to do it because then you're rooting against the parents, right? The parents yeah. obviously have something going on where they cannot take care of the child. Uh, but that's the goal is to, and the state's working on that with the parents. And you might have the opportunity to talk with the parents and, and and all that and help them out. But it's really take care of the child while he or she's in your home until the eventual reunification. And then if it just is not working out, then they'll ask if you're interested in adopting. So that's the first thing. Just remember the goal. It really is like hopefully short term that this can work out for the the family. Yeah, that's a big deal. Because if if I go into it with the expectation that I'm adopting, then, you know, I'm going to suffer more loss in mm-hmm. the event of reunification, which is very confusing because it's it's a positive thing, hopefully, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, it, it should be celebrated. Yeah. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about our, our story so you can hear, yeah. of, hear, hear what, what happened with us. 
honestly, this was not something we ever talked about. It wasn't on our mind. Uh, I believe that God spoke to my wife, Riley, first because she was one who said, hey, I think we should do this. And I said, cool, let's do it. <laughs> so, yeah, it could be a long conversation. It could just be like some, you know, something God, God's put on put on your heart. Um, so that that was our background. And then we went through the, the process just so you know. You have to get – it's either licensed or certified, whatever the, the term is. So you go to classes. Mm. There's background checks. You know, someone visits your home, obviously, for safety. Um, and then once you are licensed or certified, then you'll start to get calls from your agency saying, hey, there is this age, child, boy or girl, and they might have more detail. That It might just be that. Um, would you, Do you want to say yes? And you tell them yes or no. But in advance, you, you give them the specifics like, you know, between this age or this gender. So you can, you know, you can be choosy. It's kind of weird. <laughs> like, you need know, to check off things that you don't want. It's kind of weird, but, I mean, you know, you just you have to make sure it fits with what you guys got going on with your family. Yeah. So, yeah, our first one that we got uh, was uh, a little baby. He was probably a few weeks old. Hmm. So we did not pick him up from the hospital. So we said yes. He was dropped off. He was he was Navajo, cute little baby, hmm. um, and we had him for just under two years. Wow. Um, we thought we were going to have the opportunity to adopt, and then it did not go through. And if you do take care of um, native children, um, it's even harder to adopt because there's some laws uh, where they really want the child to stay with someone in in their tribe. Hmm. Um, yeah. So that was our first one. Uh, we we took a little break, uh, and then we got on the list again. We got another baby. This time, my, my wife got to pick him up from the hospital. Wow! So that was a treat. Um, he had I don't know what the I don't know if this is a, a improper term a, a drug baby for lack of a better word. So right. he had, you know he had drugs in his system. Mm-hmm. So those first several weeks were were pretty tough. Yeah, um, just as he was detoxing all that and we had him also for just under two years wow and then he went back um to family in alaska he was also native and then in the middle of there actually when we had him we also had a kindergarten girl for a couple months and that was really fun yeah <laughs> so and you have two kids of your own yes currently have two kids of my own yeah so what was the timeline there because i'm just curious how old were your kids when you had the other kids in the house? I'm a guy, so I can't really give you good timelines. <laughs> uh, I don't know. Ivy was probably four or five. I don't know. Probably four or five when we had uh, when we had our first one, Jacob. Um, and then McCoy was born at the tail end of us having Jacob, our first one. Okay. So that because I remember they shared a, a bedroom ah. in their in their individual cribs for a time. Yeah. And then. Um, yeah, and then a couple of years later, yeah, there was got the a baby. Yeah, yeah, and then so we had four kids at one time. Yeah, so this, this here here's a side tip. You know, people talk about when they're having their kids, and they think, "Oh man, should I get another one?" That seems like a lot to have three. I say, "Hey, do some foster care." So then you're up to like <laughs> four kids. When they go back to their family, now you're back down to two, and life is great. You just feel like you have all the time in the world. Yeah, so that's how you got to do it. <laughs> that was our story. Um, yeah, so we did not get the opportunity to adopt. That's fine. Um, they are back with family. Yeah, that's great. So adoption is almost plan B when it comes to foster care. 
Yeah, it's and that's you talk about ahead of time. Yeah, because um, I think you might have to get specially licensed as well if you want to go that route. Because if it got, turns into that, then you have to give them the, the answer yes or no. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. So then, you said sometimes people will mention to you that they're praying about it and they're trying to decide if it's right for them. Mm-hmm. You've come up with some some kind of things to think through in that stage, right? Yeah, I was thinking through ahead of time just because I knew we were going to have this conversation. Um, jokingly, if you were to tell me that, that I'm praying about it, I tell you, well, it's biblical, so there's your answer. <laughs> <clears throat> um, but, I mean, truthfully, yes, it is not for everyone, um, yeah. but it definitely is biblical. So that's, I mean, that's God's heart. It's it's very good if you want to do it. Um, God will give you grace in that decision. God will give you grace in the decision if 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 you decide it's not for you. So here's a few things I wrote down. If you're thinking through it, um, first off is just you know review analyze your giftings, your spouse's mm. giftings. Just like is are you guys? I mean, do you like kids? That seems obvious, but <laughs> yeah, are you gifted towards that? Is your inclination to be parents? You know, is is that something that just excites you. I think there's, you know, God puts those gifts in us to do different things and it's great. Um, and so that's just one like really easy, just overlooked aspect to this whole thing. Yeah. Um, do you think God has given you the ability to do that? Is he, is he giving you the giftings to, to pursue that? Yeah. And for me, I know I'm better with toddlers than infants because I can, I can interact with toddlers. And so mm-hmm. that's something I would think through in, in my own family. Like, yeah. What, and that, and you can check the box. Like. Exactly. So that's a, yeah, that's you make a good point. I've I've taken care of the babies, the kindergarten girl. Mm-hmm. Um, we made the decision not to care for older kids, just with the stage of life that our kids were in. Mm-hmm. So I mean that, as you can imagine, that's a a huge need. Those teenagers, right? Yeah. So yeah, if that's your gifting, um, like that's a huge need. Yeah, for sure. So what's the second step once I've determined, you know, yeah, we're, we're great with kids. We love kids. Mm-hmm. What's next? Uh, ask other people. Seek counsel. Um, Listen to this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, people will encourage you. Um, I don't know if anyone will say, no, you shouldn't, unless you, know, you have a really good relationship. That person knows right. you, can really speak into your life. Yeah, but just ask for wisdom. Um, Seek the advice of others. Seek uh, advice from godly people. Uh, third one is also simple, but it, it's prayer. You know, I think it's it's tough in any if you're trying to find the will of God in, in any area. If you are not, you know, in His Word, if you're not in prayer, if you're not pursuing holiness, if you're not pursuing the things of the Spirit, it, it would be harder to know is this something I should be doing? Mm-hmm. So that's just like the, the baseline of everything is, you know, pursue holiness, uh, set your mind on the things of the spirit, mm-hmm. um, prayer. Um, I, I, I think those are, those are all uh, big things. Yeah. I find in my prayer life, uh, it's a lot more effective when I pray to God and, and, share my concerns with him and share my questions with him rather than tell him how I want things done. Mm-hmm. And so if I'm prayerfully considering foster care, I think it's important for me not to, not to pray, um, you know, God, please let this line up so that it works, mm. but rather God, please lead me and my family and please provide us with wisdom mm-hmm. because 
uh, Scripture tells us. Yeah, if, if we you ask lack, for wisdom, if, exactly. If you lack wisdom, ask for it. Mm-hmm. Um, one one thing that I pray, um, I'm not a, I, I don't know. This is just how I do. It, is if I'm go, if I'm I'm going that direction. If we are pursuing that for pursuing foster care, I pray that you know God close the door if this is not supposed to happen. Yeah. So is if there if God does not want this to happen for whatever reason, even mm-hmm. though it's a good thing, maybe it's not right for us. Just make it obvious. Close the door. Something's going to happen. And then uh, I have one more. Yeah. Um, this is kind of like the the giftings, but um, if you if you have that recurring desire, you know, it's like the strong desire. If it just always comes back to you, um, I can think of some other things, you know, other than just foster care, where it's like, I'm just over and over over a long period of time that this thought comes back to me that man we should do foster care that seems like a really good you know it it seems like it's something from god that he's putting that on our heart Mm -hmm. um it's it's not something that you just think of and you do it right but it's something that no matter the season as as you're pursuing holiness it just keeps coming back to you i think that's that's a very strong sign yeah definitely um yeah, that's super helpful to think through, and I'm definitely going to speak with my wife about it and see, you know, is this something that's recurring for her and for me? Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's also super important that you and your spouse are on the same page about it. Yeah. Because you said that Riley brought it to you, and you said, great, let's do it. But, you know, what would be the situation if she said, let's do this, and you're like, I'm not sure, and then you guys move forward anyway, like... That could be a rough situation. Yeah, I can't imagine that. Um, yeah, it it seems like it's just destined for for failure, or maybe you do it for a little bit and then you just get burnt out. Yeah, to be honest, I I, I feel like with the goal being reunification, and with the 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 reason the child needs foster care is that something about their birth parent situation isn't safe or healthy for them. It's almost like signing up for foster care is like signing up for hardship. Yeah. It's signing up for challenges within your marriage, within your family. Mm-hmm. And so that's, that's exactly why it's not something you should just think of and jump into. Yeah. You know what the number one thing people say to me when they find out that we are doing foster care or have done it mm. is, wow, I don't think I could ever do that because you get attached. Like I would get attached and I say, yeah, that's the goal, like, especially with, with a baby. Yeah. You need to develop an attachment. Think about a baby that's never developed an attachment ever. Like yeah. That's not healthy. That's something the baby needs. So, yes, that is the goal. Um, and, like, we were attached to the kids, I think, one more than the other. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, like you said, you sign up for hardship. You You know you have to get attached, and then there's a high likelihood that that attachment will break. But yeah. that's what the baby needed, and yeah. again, God will give you God will give you the grace. Is it hard? Yes. It's not like you know the child died. It's a, it's a different level of emotion. You know, sure. it's just like yeah, I this sucks. I'm not going to have that relationship anymore. But mm-hmm. again, it's God will give you the strength. Yeah, that's beautiful. Um, well, I can't think of a smooth segue, but <laughs> at stewardship we. We want to help you in your journey, whether that's helping you understand if foster care is right for you or helping you know how to get 
the right home loan or the right insurance. Um, so we offer home loans, insurance, and investments, and now real estate with wisdom and love. And as a part of that, we want to share some wisdom with you in our One Minute Money Tip. You just got a raise, congratulations. But now what? Well, here's what you need to do. First, celebrate. It's okay to celebrate. You worked hard for that raise and it's likely because you're adding more value to a business or a community. Go ahead and celebrate. But what should you do financially once you get a raise? Well, the first thing you should do is make sure you have a habit of saving. Make sure that every single time money comes into you, you're putting a portion of that in a savings account. Now, if you're already doing this or you need help doing it, make sure you automate it. Yes, that's right. You can automate your savings. The second thing you should do is get familiar with investing. If you're not already investing outside of your work 401k or annual IRA contributions, open an investment account and start putting some of your excess income in this investment account to get familiar with it. Having a habit of saving and getting familiar with investing will help you in your wealth building journey. All right, Jake. So I've gone through the four things. I've understood my giftings and sought counsel. I've been praying about this and uh, it just keeps coming up for me. So I want to decide. What are some things to do once I've decided yay or nay? I mean, there's a lot of pressure. It seems like. Yeah, it's a big deal. It can change the course of your family. Yeah. Uh, First one I say is reminder, it's not for everyone. Yeah. Um, you know, there's always going to be needs in this world, mm-hmm. and as Christians, you know, we're looking at um, just ways to fill those needs, and that's great. Um, yeah. Just because there's the need doesn't mean like you have to do it. Mm-hmm. So it, it's fine if you determine that this is not for you at this time. Yeah. So we want we want everyone to hear: if fostering isn't right for you, that's okay. Mm-hmm. And if it's not right for you, and you do it anyway, it's actually worse than not doing it. I think. Yeah, we'll see. <laughs> um, yeah, so it's not for everybody, and it's okay. So, but let's say I have decided to do it, and I'm moving forward through the process. What do I need to keep in mind? Uh, I would say to set your boundaries. Mm. So talk with your spouse ahead of time, and this this looks like uh, a few different things here. Um, one, talk, think about like what child would be good for your home. So mm-hmm. remember I said like that checklist, that's kind of weird. You have to like look through. Yeah. Um, but really be honest with yourself. Can you take a child with certain disabilities? Mm. Like, that's huge need, but can you do that? Right. Um, age is a big one. Can you take older children? Um, it, it's fine to say no to these, these different things. Uh, but also I see families, because here's the thing, there's always the need for, for families, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so always going to be kids in foster care. So you will get, you will keep getting calls that, Hey, there's this child, you know, we can't find anyone. So you need to know your boundaries and when to say no. Cause mm. I mean, you could have a dozen kids in your house. I don't know what's legally you know, the, the limit <laughs> you're supposed to have, but right. I'm just saying like, if you keep saying yes, then you can just run into a situation where you have a ton of kids. Mm-hmm. Is that the best thing for your you know, your current kids. Right. For you and your spouse. And so, for the new kids. Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a worthy thing. But so is going to the soup kitchen every night 
but if you're never at your house, you know, eating your soup at home, it's like, you know, so it's like, again, just because it's a need doesn't mean you have to fill it. Right. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's important to uh, protect the family that you have already been entrusted with. Yeah. You know, be a good steward. Yeah. Nice. That's the name of the podcast. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, And the third thing, so like, let's say I have to say no right now because of A, B, or C. I've Mm -hmm. got too many kids in my house already, or, uh, you know, it's not quite right for my wife and I at the time. What, but it's still on my heart. What do I do? Yeah. So third one is there are other ways to help out. Mm. Um, here's, here's a few of them. Adoption. So maybe right. foster care is not right, but maybe adoption is a thing. So you yeah. can look into that. Um, respite care is one that, that some people do. And I think it's great. I don't know the details on what this looks like to actually get like licensed to do that. Mm-hmm. But, you know, sometimes when we went on a family vacation, you know, we, we could bring the kid, we had to get permission, but sometimes it couldn't work out because they had, they have a visit with their, with their family during that time. Mm. Uh, we can uh, we can take that child to a respite care provider. So, you know, another family that's licensed to do this where they can take your child for, you know, a few days a week. I'm right. not sure. Yeah. So it's like you get to take care of the kids um, for a small period of time. Right. You're giving the family a break. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's, it's just a neat thing. We appreciate it. I don't think we knew – Try to remember. I don't know if we knew any of the people that, that like we were mm. using, but so it's cool. Like if I if I had friends or family that were doing that, it'd be even a, a neat I don't know better situation to be able to drop them off. Yeah, um, for a week and they can have fun with the kid. They they loved it. You know, it's always the families loved having a baby. Who wouldn't want a baby for like a week? You know. Yeah, it's a win win. <laughs> um, yeah, so respite care. You can look into that. I don't know the details. Last one is. You can just provide for the families. So, you know, you're just serving the family. Mm-hmm. You get a new kid. You can bring them meals. You know, my thing there is you never ask. You just do it. Oh. You know, if you ask someone, they'll feel weird. So they'll say no. They so might, just yeah. do it. Yeah. Um, but it's also like if they have school-age kids. Mm-hmm. The state does provide some some money. Mm-hmm. Um it may not pay for everything though. So it's, you know, can you buy clothes for the kid or a gift card to buy back to school clothes? Just, yeah, yeah just things like that. Cause the families are, are paying for those. Um, yeah. So just, is there any practical needs that you can provide for the family or the child? So there's, there's, there's other ways to help out. Yeah. And if, if you don't know anyone who's doing foster care, I would say check with your church. Mm-hmm. Your church probably, if they don't have a foster care ministry set up at the church, there's still probably pastors on staff that know families yeah. it, within the church who are doing foster care, and that can be a great way to get connected. Um, and maybe you should start the foster care ministry at your church if they don't have one. You know, yeah. That could be another way to provide support for the foster care concept <laughs> yeah. without actually fostering. It was neat. I had one of our... Um, churches previously they had i don't know what they called it it was i don't know maybe like a support group mm-hmm. bible i don't know it was bible study but i you know it was maybe once a quarter okay you know one evening the families who would do foster care would come together we sat tables mm. you know so i think we watched a video series by this lady 
So it's great because you can just converse. Yeah. You know, foster care families, if you're one of them, it's like once you meet another foster care family, you just talk and it's like, it's like you've known each other for a long time. And yeah. So it's great just to be able to connect like that. Yeah. Wow. Thank you so much, Jake. There's a lot here that I haven't considered myself uh, in the conversation. And um, yeah, it's super important to think about whether this is right for my family. Yeah. Understand it's okay that if it's, it's okay for it not to be right mm-hmm. for me and my wife or for, for you, listener. It's okay. It's super rewarding. So I encourage people to, to think through it. It was, it was great when we were in that season. Um, you know, I don't know if we're going to go back into that. We'll see. But yeah, God gives you the grace. Just like I said before, he'll give you the grace if you say yes or no. Yeah. So think about it. Consider these things, even if it hasn't come up for you before. Um, we want to encourage you to look into it, recognize it's a good thing to do, but it's okay if it's not for you. But if it is for you, don't be afraid to set those boundaries and protect to be a good steward of the family that you've already been entrusted with. And remember that there are other ways to help out. The foster care families in your community would love your help and they probably won't ask for it. So if you've got more questions or if you want more details from jake feel free to reach out his emails on our website you know or send us questions on social media we're happy to engage there and most of all share this episode with somebody who is like on the fence about foster care and maybe you can help them understand whatever they decide god has grace for that that's a big deal thank you jake for sharing your story today you're welcome thanks for being here and for sharing some wisdom and uh We'll talk to you guys soon.